This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of Banging on the Drum. I don't know what we're going to call this one so far. We got we got what now, when it rains, it pours, anything that can go wrong, will go wrong, whatever. Another another 10 injuries, we could call it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just dropping like flies, dropping like flies, we could call it that. But anyways, I'm your host here, P-Dog. <laughs> Join with my co-host in West Central Wisconsin, M Dog. Oh, 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 oh. I think we got a full moon uh, Tuesday night, so that's uh, fairly fairly good. I think. Yeah. Howl, howl, but it's close enough. Uh, yep. Just getting it done before because we're not going to be recording right there. But anyways, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? So I, all things considered, I guess, with the Packer game, the way it was. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, I, I didn't realize how much the Packers would actually affect my mood. And oh, it, yeah. it, it was a gloomy Monday. Like, like my own self-doubt crept in. I'm like, why am I even doing this shit? But <laughs> <laughs> it was just... It's just like an all-around shitty Monday, but I'll get yeah. into it with my overs and unders, and my under correlates right with the Packer game, but I was super excited. I got off early on from drill on Sunday, and we rarely, if ever, get out of a drill early enough for me to drive two and a half hours and uh, still not miss much of the game. So I guess my under was I only missed five to ten minutes of the game. So right when I came in is when they threw the interception on the goal line, uh, one of one of three. But that was pretty shitty because I was super excited. I was like, okay, Packers get right game. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna be able to watch this. Half my unit went to the Jaguars Raiders game, so I turned oh, that cool. down. And I was like, no, I'm going back and watching the Packers get back on track. And and as we know what happened, but they didn't, but that's yeah. what it is. From there, though, I'll go to my over. So it, it was our unit's uh, 75th anniversary. So the weather flight down here, it's been going strong for 75 years. Uh, and we threw a little party and I got to meet some of the old members of the weather flight wasn't a huge turnout but it was pretty cool to see like a couple different generations of the weather flight because i don't know but i i think i have a problem like i'm just like like the air force began when i began and right obviously i know that's not true but but it was cool to see guys who like retired before i even joined and hear stories about what they were doing. And I could have yeah. done a better job of getting some stories out, but. but so was, they started cool. in 47, your unit did? Is that right? If that's what 75 years ago would be. I think be. it is. So, yeah, it was pretty much uh, right. Yeah, right when the Air Force started. My unit was on it because 
they were actually attached. So we're the 159th weather flight. So we were attached to the 159th fighter wing was a P-51 unit. Gosh, I just got the whole story. And there were a P-51 unit out of, uh, it was probably Jacksonville. I want to say it was somewhere else. But anyways, then the 159th moved to New Orleans. But then we kept the 159th name and stayed in Florida, yada, yada, yada. Actually, pretty cool story. I should look into it a little bit more. And I just heard it and I already forgot. But yeah, that's but, all right. You'll hear cool. it again another time, I'm sure. Yeah, cool, cool stuff there. And then my other little over here. And I think this is an underrated trophy because everyone gets so high on the Army versus Navy game. But Air Force takes home the Commander-in-Chief trophy this year after beating Army, I want to say, I didn't even write down, 13-7. to Okay, I did have it up over here. So when was the last time they lost it? It's been a lot in Navy recently. Oh, okay. All right. so So I do got some stuff up here. So Navy, so... In 2021, it was shared. So, and obviously it's only between three teams. So when it's shared, it's shared between all three of the teams. I think that's how that would work. Well, don't you Uh, think that it might like, oh yeah, because it was probably like a three-way split, right? Yeah, because everyone would have to go one and one. So Army beat Navy and then Air Force beat Army and then Navy beat, I don't know. I'm yeah, no, out. that that's how it would have to go. So, so yeah, just like how that. the the math works out on that. So yeah, last year it was a split. Uh, before that, it was Army. Before that, it was Navy. I mean, Air Force kind of rolled it in the '90s and 2000s, but okay, Navy kind of made a good come up, and then Army's nickel and dime. But total, Air Force has 21. Army has nine and Navy has 16. So now back in fair. the day, Army would have rolled that almost every year, right? I mean, if you go back to like, yeah, when they were like <laughs> legit, like Roger Stallback, like was playing for him and shit like that. Yeah. And I, I think if you just look at all time national championships and something like Army's up, up there, because I mean, those were the like, it was like the opposite. Like, Pro athletes weren't getting paid at the time. So if you went right. to Army, you actually were setting up your future career. Whereas yep. now if you go to Alabama, you're setting up your future career. Yeah, that's but, a good point. But but yeah, so we got the Commanders and Chiefs trophy back. Uh, first time since 2016. Uh, pretty happy. Good work. That. Yeah. I'll, good work. I'll take that. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was confused there for a second. All right, I'll get into my under. So my daughter, uh, they do it like a pick them at my in-laws every week. So they all pick the teams. For some reason, she picked the Lions over the Packers. She does root for the Packers, will sit down and watch games with me, was like watching the game with me and actively rooting for the Lions. And it was pissing me off super bad. Like I felt like a terrible dad because like I kept telling her to like, hey, I don't want to hear this bullshit. Like I was already mad because the Packers, were, and then when they lost, she started cheering and I kind of lost it. 
was a, I was a really not a good parent. I was like, <laughs> knock it off. Like, just stop. Like, no more of this, like, cheering shit. Which, there's no reason she can't cheer because she's happy about, like, getting the game right. You know what I mean? Like. No, I would have kicked her ass right out. <laughs> I was I getting, think- mad, I, like, I was pretty mad at the end of the game about it, though. Throughout the game, I was just kind of like, go in the other room. Like, because we had it on in two different rooms. She could have been, like, sitting in the other room, like, saying her dumb shit about how she wants Detroit to win. But she wasn't. And it so. It was it was digging at me basically the whole game, and then at the end of the game she's cheering, and I'm like, "Nope, this is not happening. I'm not dealing with this." So I was a terrible father yesterday, but I did talk to her about it and say that she was right and I was wrong. So after I cooled down a bit, so <laughs> no, that's funny though, because your daughter doesn't seem like the contrarian. I guess I don't know your kids very well. Um, no, I, I think guess. she just picked them, and I don't know why. Like if. She just, she was the only person that picked the Lions too, right? So there's like 15 of them. She was the only one that picked the Lions. So she's the only one who got that game right. So she was pretty pumped that she was the only one. Yeah. So, yeah. My sister used to just do it on purpose just to make my dad angry. So, (laughs) so that, yeah, I, I've seen that play out. We would make her go in the other room. Yeah. Uh, and maybe she was just trying to like get at her old man for the day, which is what it is. I guess I I should get used to it. Right. And then my over is like, I just got a new phone. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Weirdly pumped about it. Like I thought I wouldn't care because I lock my phone up for about eight and a half hours, nine hours a day, every day. No problem. Put it in a box. Don't worry about it at all. But, um, I'm pretty excited to like come into the times. I think I'm on like an iPhone seven or eight and I'm getting a 13 or I got a 13 today. So I just got to get it. Got to get it like boosted up. So pretty excited about that. You're getting fancy now, Mike. I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say you got like a 10. I was like, that that seems about right. I don't even know where you see where, what number phone you have. I think I'm still on a 10. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where you check with the numbers or nothing like that. But I, the person the, where I got it from, they said it was a thirteen. I was like, cool, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like so, it. Yeah. So, th- not a huge over, but it's, yeah, I'm happy about it. So, oh, over enough. Yeah, I'm surprised you're excited enough about a phone to give you your over. I thought that was going to be your under. Is that you had to like redo stuff on your phone and like re put in passwords and no, all so the pro- I think the process for um, Apple phones is pretty easy. You set your phones next to each other and you like download them, your old phone into your new phone. Yeah, it's pretty slick now. So yeah, yeah. There, there's not too much to complain about when that happens uh, anymore. Oh, and so I got a one more over. I'm going to be starting to drink Sundrop, and that could be like correlated with an under due to the Packers. But like, pretty sure that in the next week or so, I'm going to start purchasing and drinking Sundrop probably for the rest of the year, which will be it's always nice. But then I'm probably going to put on about 15 pounds. Are you going to get the mini Snickers too? So I'm not huge on a mini Snickers. Like if I was going to buy mini, um, I have 
I have a whole bag full of mini Snickers from hunting last year yet. And then I got all the kids candy and they don't really eat the Snickers too much. So like, it's easy to scoop them from them. It's a lot harder to get like uh, Reese's or Butterfingers or whatever, you know, so. That's funny because that just gave me deja vu. And it's not even, I think that was like maybe the first conversation this show's ever had was about it being hunting season. Yeah, you, maybe you're you right. Know, you being able to drink Sundrop and me asking you if you ate the mini Snickers too. Because that's what hunting reminds me of is when I, the little bit that I hunted, I would definitely have a Sundrop on me or like a six pack of bottles. I'm a bottle guy. Didn't want to, didn't want to scare the deer with that loud, uh, crack. Yeah. And then, uh, some mini Snickers to go along with it. Had to be the mini Snickers though. Not the normal size bar. Mini Snickers are better than normal. Yeah. So I usually, I usually will take out some type of candy last year. I think it was majority Snickers. Um, I like to take like, um, girl scout cookies out too. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called anymore. They used to be called Samoas. I'm not sure the coconut. I think they're coconut dreams. Maybe those are my favorite ones. Yeah. It's funny. They rebranded all those. I, I like the peanut butter ones, whatever those ones are. Those yeah, things are yeah. amazing. Those are probably my second favorite ones. So I do that. And then monsters and Sundrop. That's pretty much what I eat for 10 hours, maybe 11 hours out of the day. Yeah, it's going to be a good year for hunting because I know like you are kind of borderline when it comes to like hunting packers, hunting packers, like where I was definitely yep. just packers. go watch the game. Yep. Yeah, packers were the priority. Like I won't even go out on Sunday because of it. But man, this this might be the year that I wish I had something to do during the Packer games. <laughs> they might like it might be coming. It's not next week then that they're playing on um, like Sunday night. They have another Sunday night, another, maybe it's just Sunday night games. I think they have a Sunday night and a Monday night coming up yet this season. Yeah. And they might get flexed out of the Sunday night, I guess. I don't know if they can flex out a Sunday night. I feel like it's usually like the four o'clock slot. I could be wrong. I've been bad with uh, my schedule. Uh, analysis since we started the show. I didn't realize that West Coast games usually started in the afternoon. Um, that was, that was, well, if they're at home, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a a game on the West Coast usually starts in the afternoon. Never put that together until you said that. (laughs) All right. You ready to bark about the Bucks? Yep. I'm ready. So, uh, Friday night, uh, Bucks beat the Timberwolves. Giannis only scores 26. He's in a little bit of a slump. So basically, Holiday leads the team with 29. I think we gave Giannis the day off because he only scored 26 on Saturday. And the Bucks still get a nice 108 to 94 win against Oklahoma City. Uh, they're playing right now against Atlanta. I'm going to rely on Pat to give me the score. And then yeah, we're upcoming winning. games. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. We're winning that one. And I just had it 60 to 54 in the third quarter. All right. So pretty tight game right at the moment. And so low scoring, though, for third quarter, I would 
say unless it's super early in the third. It is. And then, it is. There's ten minutes and thirty seconds left. Okay, so we'll probably go for a run and just be up 20 by the end of the third quarter. I wouldn't be that surprised there. Last time we were talking shit about a game, though, while we were on the podcast, it got a lot closer than we expected. I think maybe last Thursday, and then uh, they only ended up winning 110 to 108 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Shit, I didn't even realize that. It got really tight. Um, but anyway, uh, moving forward, the Bucks will play again on Wednesday and Friday at Oklahoma City and then at San Antonio. Um, tonight's on the road, and those two are on the road. And then I think they're back at home. I think you are right. Yeah, you crushed it there. But, yeah, pretty impressive playing versus Oklahoma City and just sitting Giannis with, like, no – I mean, it, it did say like they were giving him a rest day and he might have tweaked something, but <clears throat> you know if they thought they had a chance at losing that game, I don't think Giannis is coming out yet because I think they'll try to chase this undefeated streak as long as they can keep it going. I hope. So, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. As a fan of teams, I would like to see teams like chase – those types of records or personal records, stuff like that. Like I want to see that as a fan, I want to see the Badgers have the touchdown record, the yards in a game record, the yards in a season record. That's what I want to see out of the running backs at Wisconsin. That's that'd be very, very cool to me. And I feel like they never chase that stuff. They'll get like within 20 yards in the third quarter and then be like, all right, that guy's done for the day. And I, drives me crazy yeah I, I just think Giannis too is like a different type of competitor as like yeah he doesn't he doesn't care to take time off he doesn't I mean I'm sure like I agree he, he's smart enough to know like oh hey I could use a rest day here and this is gonna make me a lot better uh but like I said if, if they were banging heads with like Golden State I don't know if he takes that game off even though right. now that I say that, I feel like we've sat him in a game versus Golden State. Like, and I don't know if that comes down to like matchups later in the season, so they don't know how to play us when uh, when Giannis is on the floor. I, I think that's what we're thinking a little bit, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I would say the difference between him and Jordan is the fact that Jordan would have never sat, right? <laughs> so even if it would have benefited his teams in the long run. Like, I don't think his psyche would have allowed him to sit down for a game without an injury, right? So, yeah. obviously, there's games he couldn't play, but without an injury, I don't think he would have just sat down for a game. He would have been like, nope, this is what I do, you know? Yeah, I feel like he was, like, pretty hyper-aware of who he was and what he meant to, like, people coming to games, too. As like, if, if yeah. he went to a game to see Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan didn't play. Like he, I, that's yeah. one thing I respect about him a lot. I mean, one of many things that I respect about him a lot. Yeah. Is like he was there to put on a show for the people. And which I do find it kind of weird that in Milwaukee, Giannis sat out. Because I hope that wasn't uh, any young kid's first Bucks game that. I'm sure it to go was. See. There was somebody, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I remember. Uh, but maybe you I, announce it relatively early and it's not that big a deal. Yeah, you probably don't though. 
yeah, who who knows? I remember when I was little and the Brewers sucked ass. And uh, I mean, I love Jeremy Burnett's and stuff, but uh, we were, it was interleague play and they were going to play the White Sox. And I, I was big on big hurt baseball. So I liked Frank yep. Thomas and Frank Thomas sat out. So didn't get to see, didn't get to see. Yeah, Frank probably because he's the DH, right? He's yeah. a DH, so he just doesn't get to play. Uh, yeah, so my the year the Bucks traded Ray Allen, so I was huge on the Bucks. The year before, they go to the uh, Eastern yeah. Conference Finals, right? Yep. And then my parents for Christmas buy me tickets to go see the Bucks in like I don't know February or March, and I'm like, yes, yeah, so, you know, I get I get to go see Ray Allen play. Like that's that's the guy I want to see play. They fucking trade him sometime between Christmas and Je- in February or whatever. Oh, and so I got to see like a washed up um, Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Yeah. Take the floor. It, yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was rough, rough time to be a Bucks fan there. All right. You ready to jump around with the Badgers? We still haven't figured out our dog pun for the Badgers. So we're going to be jumping around with the Badgers brought to you by the House of Pain. Apparently, one of the guys from House of Pain was there. Um, this last read, weekend? Yeah, I read that somewhere. I could be wrong, but I did read it on the internet somewhere. But anyways... Nice. Absolutely dominant performance by the Badgers uh, in this game, winning 23-10, to 10, and Maryland's 10 points coming on a field goal and then a garbage-time TD. Uh, the weather in this game definitely favored the Badgers. I know when we were doing the pregame, um, talk of Aloha, I can't, I can't even remember. Yeah, I think you got it pretty close, right? But I can't give you his first. It's like <laughs> Tallulah. Tallulah. L-I-O or something like that, right? Yeah. But anyways, he he was having a fairly good season. I think he was like in the top five in uh, completion percentage or something like that. So accurate quarterback. Uh, didn't wasn't making too many mistakes. I mean, nothing like groundbreaking. Uh, he's not his brother. But, uh, but yeah, they the, – the rain and – win and shit just what all came up badgers so gonna do a little scoring breakdown here so the badgers first tv comes with one minute and 21 seconds left in the first quarter uh they put together a pretty nice 12 play 77 yard drive and i want to say that was capped off with a braylon allen touchdown but for some reason i did not put that up there right now um anyways Moving on to the second quarter. So next TD comes with 10 minutes and 16 seconds left in the second quarter. And Isaac Rendo ripped off a 89-yard TD run while tiptoeing down the sideline. So that was pretty sick. Uh, that was the first play of the drive. They just take it 89 yards. Uh, then Wisconsin gets a field goal on a nice drive before the end of the half, making it 17 nothing going into halftime. Uh, Maryland comes out. They had a little bit of fight in them. They had a pretty nice drive they put together, but ultimately it ended in a field goal. Uh, then the Badgers end up 
<clears throat> tacking on two more field goals, making it 23 to three. And then Maryland's last drive of the game, they have a 77 yard drive uh, ending with a TD pass from Tagovailoa to Felton uh, to make the game look just a little bit more reasonable for them. So final score we got there is 23 to 10. And now we are going to go here by the numbers. So looking at this game by the numbers, uh, Wisconsin just dominated this game. Uh, There was no passing really from either side. So both teams had 77 yards passing. Uh, Total yards wise, though, Wisconsin had 355 yards to Maryland's 189. So if you did the math there, Wisconsin had 278 yards rushing. Maryland had 112 yards rushing. Uh, Wisconsin played like a a pretty well-disciplined game. We didn't turn the ball over in that shit storm, and we did end up picking the picking the ball off one time. Uh, and that was time. a great catch by that. What is it? Waller. Yeah. Waller. Yep. Fresh freshman. Yeah. That was sick. Like over his shoulder too. And another thing I forgot to mention is uh, when we had those two field goals to put us up 23 to three, uh, there was that one play by Skylar bell that he made that, I still that looked like a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he posted it, like it again, too. Yeah. And just an amazing catch there by him. But apparently it wasn't a catch. But it, it was definitely one of those situations. Um, I didn't go back and watch it too many times, but it seems like if they would have called it a touchdown initially, it would have stayed a touchdown. And then yep. they didn't call it a touchdown initially. So it wasn't a touchdown. Um, but yeah. Like I said, dominant performance. The weather was in our favor. Braylon Allen runs for 119 yards on 23 carries and a TD. Uh, Isaac Grando runs, uh, has 12 carries for 114 yards and a TD. The defense just looked nasty. Uh, Nick (coughs) Nick Herbig Herbig had two sacks, and I want to say he's – leading the country in sacks or damn near leading the country in sacks. I should have pulled that up, but he's got eight sacks on the season. So I guess he's tied for fifth in the country. So eh, at least he's in the top five. I would Um, say that's damn near. There's 130 teams or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the top five, you're doing something right. You're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, that was, it just looked like old school Wisconsin football. Uh, we were fortunate, you know, the weather was in our yeah. favor. I don't think uh, that turns the tide too much, but maybe it does. Maybe it does. Cause like we were saying, uh, I think Maryland had a four game streak of scoring 27 points or more. And I, and I want to say they're, they're more dynamic through the air than they are on the ground. Yep. And, and that weather was not going to allow the passing game um, to be effective for either side. Um, yeah. Tiger Lowell was 10 for 23 
uh, throwing the ball and Graham Mertz was five for 18. And honestly, it's like, yeah, it's stuff you like couldn't be that mad about. Uh, Shimmer DK, man, he's looking like a real receiver. I mean, he only had three catches for 32 yards in this game, but they go to him on third down, like whenever. And then Skylar Bell, uh, like I said, he didn't even end up having a catch, but. The, I mean, that one, one was a gr- great grab, right? It just, he didn't get his foot down long enough, I guess. Yeah. I so, thought it was down. It just was right at the end of his catch or right at the beginning of his catch, maybe is the way to look at it, right? Yeah. And, and I want to look at something here real quick, uh, if I can pull it up. But did you have anything? on that game to add Mike just that uh I don't think it hurt that the weather was terrible right so the weather showed up and that's a benefit to Wisconsin right put them in oh, the, yeah. it, now if we're playing like a team like Iowa or maybe like Illinois that might not be a benefit right they might line up and be able to do the same things that we can however in this game where their passing attack is the dominant force, it is beneficial for us to have bad weather. Yeah, Whether that affects sure. the win or not doesn't matter, but like it was beneficial. For sure. And I mean, just look, yeah, looking at like the big 10 schedule, like if we were playing Illinois, I think, I think that doesn't mean anything in that game. Yeah. Um, but I do want to look real quick at Illinois, the rest of Illinois schedule, because the Badgers are just had it there. They are five and four. They're three and three in conference, and Illinois is four and two in conference. So they'd have optim- to lose two. Yeah, optimistic me wants to say All right. So. They just did end up losing to Michigan State uh, 23 to 15 this weekend. Yeah. And they have Purdue at home. Then they play Michigan on the road in Ann Arbor. And then they play Northwestern at Northwestern. So never say, never say never. So, I mean, they're getting one loss for sure. That's what it looks like. If if they beat Michigan, I'd be stunned. Absolutely stunned if they beat Michigan. Not that they're a bad team, but Michigan just seems good, right? Um, If we want to get into a little bit of like college football, is it weird to you the way um, like the committee or like the AP polls are still like, ah? Alabama only drops nine spots and they're like number 10 or something like they didn't go anywhere. It's weird to me, but I think my brain is so broken to know that Alabama, if they, I don't think they're going to get put in the playoffs. I think, I think think they are going to get put in the playoffs. That's what pisses me off about it. No, because it would have to be LSU. Um, if LSU can run, run the table would be, I think they're saying the first two lost team to make it into the playoff. But if LSU is able to run the table that they can make it in there. Uh, so, but that like, I don't think that that team, 
either of those two teams should even have a shot. So Georgia more than likely is going to win the SEC. Neither of them should even get a shot. Yeah, no, I I do agree with that. Uh, but I just do think if if we get into our old SEC rant yeah, here, so Alabama's ten in the country. UCLA is above them. USC is above them. Oregon's above them. TCU's above them. And but they're going to give so they're going to give UCLA or USC one of like one of those teams is going to get booted out of there just because they have to play at some point. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, right and now, then Michigan and Ohio state, they're going to boot one of them out of the playoff because they would rather see two sec teams in there than two big 10 teams in there. So hundred percent. I don't fully agree with that. I think if so, they if, can get, if they can wiggle Ohio state and Michigan in there in the same year, I think that would be so the the way I could see two Big Tens teams making it is if Michigan beats Ohio State and then wins. It has to be a small margin of victory, right? So like a like three points, two, three points. And like an all-time classic game or or something like that. But it has to be an all-time classic game, otherwise they're gonna say fuck off even if they are two of the best teams in the country yeah but so i think say if michigan beats ohio state ohio state's only losses to michigan and michigan rolls the table i think michigan's or i I think ohio state in that scenario is the team that would have precedence to make the playoffs over Um, alabama yes Yep. See, I'd be surprised if they put Ohio State in over Alabama when Alabama has two quality SEC losses. If Ohio State only has Michigan's loss and Michigan's undefeated. That's not a quality loss because it's in the Big Ten. Yeah. (laughs) But I just think you're wrong in the logic that, that they would put Ohio State's or they would bump Ohio State for a two-loss Alabama team. Like, I, I could be wrong about that. Um, I don't so I know. Think that, I think the benefit of what's going on right now is that there's so many actual undefeated teams, right? So you have Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia are all undefeated. And then T- TCU and... Oregon? No, Oregon's Oregon's got a loss early to Georgia. Their only loss is to Georgia. Right? So I do think that there's some benefit that could because there's like a lot of good programs out there, right? But I think pretty easily they'll leave Oregon out because they lost to Georgia. I do think that they set Tennessee up to lose that game by putting them in the number one in in the playoff bowl. Because the mindset of the Bulldogs at that point was like, oh, the, everybody thinks this team is better than us, right? And they're coming into our house like we're going to annihilate them. Where if yeah. you have Georgia number one and Tennessee number three, the attitude there is just different, right? Like your mindset going into a game 
isn't the same. Yeah, which is stupid, but it, I mean, it, it is something for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I only think Tennessee's there over Georgia because they just have the better win in beating Alabama earlier in the season. <laughs> but like, as you can kind of see, Alabama isn't what they have been historically. I get that they're good, right? I get that they're not a bad team, but they're not what you know, some of the teams that they've had. Yeah, but Georgia hadn't really played anybody yet. Um, I mean, they crushed Oregon in the first game of the season. They've handled business, um, had a scare against Missouri, crushed Auburn, crushed Vanderbilt, crushed Florida. But they, they've played the weakest of the SEC schedules. But you're the of, national champion and you haven't lost. Like it's true. Yeah, you're I not mean, wrong. Like, I don't but, think you should be demoted for that. But half of that defense is playing for the Packers. Uh, half well, of when, that when, they're, <laughs> when they're not shit in the bed and pushing coaches around. Yeah. Practice squad kids. <laughs> Third string tight end. But yeah. Yeah, yeah we can get off college football i know we yeah and we don't have to get into our fight i'm always wrong about the sec they deserve to be there the majority of the time but i hate the fact that they're there no i i think if if the playoff goes to 12 teams i think that's going to fix a lot of problems i know people say like oh no then it's just going to be like the new odd man out like now the 13th team is going to be no it doesn't matter then. Then if you no, win your yeah, conference. Yeah, the 13th team, like, and they said that they want to do, like, the top six conferences or six conference champions get in. So the top six ranked conference championships get champions get in. And then the, uh, or is it eight? I think it was six and then six at large bids. I like so that, if there's I, like I a, don't. I don't know who this six conference is going to be. Like, is it going to be so? It wouldn't. USA? It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter who it is. So, like, I think Liberty's ranked like twenty third. So, if they win their conference, and they're the highest ranked conference champion, they get in. I like that actually, because then yeah. you don't have but, the the Boise the Do- State not getting getting a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yep. So I think the downfall would be is like if Liberty is the highest ranked one that wins their conference. And I don't even know if Liberty is going to win their conference. I have no idea. Right. They could be somebody up there that's in front of them. But if they're the highest ranked and they're like 45th, that'll be a pretty shitty game. Wait, say that one more time. So Liberty's the highest ranked sixth conference, right? Sixth conference champion. They're the highest ranked one. Yeah. But they're like 45th in the country. Like everybody else is ahead of them, you know, but they win their conference championship somehow. And that could be the downfall, I guess. But even so, that's only one team getting in that like doesn't deserve to be there. Because and I want, all, I wouldn't even say doesn't deserve to be there. Like there's, no, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's just always like, there's so much is it subjectivity or objectivity subjectivity it's subject to what happens yeah objective is good objective is like 
It's nobody's opinion. Subjective is due to the subject at hand. I don't know, but whatever. There's a lot of opinion. Um, so and, object, objective is observable and subjective is not observable. Yes. Okay. And with this, though, like I think you need a clear path to the playoff, and I think that fixes it. Win your conference, yeah. you have nothing to bitch about anymore. That's it. That's my right. And, and play and play good games. Right. So win your conference and like play at a high level, have one loss. You're probably ranked in the top 20. Right. If you win your conference and have one loss, you're probably pretty dang close to the top 20 in the in the playoff bowl. I yes. think Kirk Herbstreet said that on McAfee is that that's what they're thinking is. Six conference champions. Right. And whoever's ranked the highest out of that next conference, whatever, whichever conference it is. And then the other five all deserve to make it anyway. I agree. So even I, even I if Illinois, even if Illinois wins that conference championship, I think if you win the Big Ten's ch- conference championship and you're ranked 14, you deserve to get in either way. 15, oh, yeah. 16, 17, whatever it is. I'm going to say my last point. You can't add a, add a point to this one, Michael. So we're going to go on for, for two days. I honestly think it should be 16 teams. So there's 10 conferences right now. Every conference winner should get in. And then it should be six at-large teams. It's just the clear path rule. But that's it. That's I love what it. I would call it. All right. You ready to run? Sorry, I wasn't pack? supposed to say that. Yep. Running with yep. the pack. All right, so um, Packer game did not turn out the way we would like it to, but um, honestly, I think the Packers come out and play pretty solid both offensively and defensively in the first half. Um, I don't think they really gave Jones the ball enough. I thought that was something that I thought we solved against the Bills, and apparently not. Now, to be fair, Detroit has the worst passing defense in the league, and so I should just accept that you're not going to give Jones the ball enough, but you weren't throwing it to him either. When he's a dynamic pass catcher as well, he might be the best pass catcher on the team. There's a real possibility. He might not be the best route runner, but he might be the best pass catcher we have on the team. Lazard's very good too. There's guys that are good. I'm not, most people actually would argue with this, that there are guys that are not good pass catchers on the team. And that's the major problem. I think Lazard kind of, takes the cake just with some of the catches he's been able to yeah, make he, here, here he, and there. He makes some good ones. Um, uh, Packers have three total drives in the first half, and two of them are interceptions in the end zone. And uh, both of them fall on Rodgers. Like, they were both terrible throws on his part. So, one, he throws what I see as, like, his, like, low at the knees pass into the end zone, bounces off the guy's helmet, Pops in the air, turns into an interception. And the other one, they're running a play for David Bakhtiari, where he leaks out and is the tight end. And Bakhtiari's open. All he's got to do is loft it over the top of, um, is it Aiden Hutchinson? Yep. And he doesn't even get close to getting over the top of Aiden Hutchinson. So he really just completely underthrows Bakhtiari, ends up in an interception. Yeah, it's crazy on that play, too. I I don't know. Like, I feel like even if he dropped it, like, where he needed 
to make it happen. It, it just didn't seem like Bakhtiari got leaked out quite as far as you would like him to get. But I think that was yep. Aiden Hutchinson making a good play, kind of being like, this looks weird. I don't know if he was like, this guy's definitely eligible. They're going to – like, I don't think he read it that well, but I think he had that some sort of natural instinct to stay back and not run yeah. past him. Like, So I think he made a good play on the ball. I just think Rodgers underthrew the ball. He definitely badly. did. And like, I think that Bakhtiari had a yard and a half. I think probably he's a good athlete. Maybe with his ACL tear, he can't, you know – jump up and get somebody six, probably six, 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 seven at a minimum. And he's a giant. I would assume that he's athletic and can jump a little bit. Maybe, like I said, his ACL tear affects it. Uh, the third drive, we end up on the 38 and go for it on fourth down. Ends up in an incomplete pass to, to the Lazard. And uh, the Lions go down and drive, drive down and take a, get a touchdown right after that. And then they get the two. Yeah, get that two point conversion on that. I can't remember. Oh, was it a running into the kick? Yeah, it was a running yeah. into the kick. That that was kind of bullshit. But on a missed PAT, right? So like yeah. a PAT that the kicker pushed. Yeah, it did look like at first that uh, Alexander got a hand on it, but he definitely didn't. But still, but, like, but he pushed it because of Alexander's presence. Yeah, really, yeah. I think for sure. Yep. <coughs> Mike's over there just ripping shit right during the podcast. Ripping darts right in the right in the middle. Crazy. All right. So, yep. So out of the half, uh, first on the first drive, we end up in a punt. Um, so right after that, Detroit throws a pick to Alexander, returns it to the Detroit 23. Rogers throws a pick on second down. So we get a total of one yard on that drive, no points again. So we've been Inside the 20, three or inside the 25, three times and no points. Right? So zero points, just ridiculous. Um, so late in the third, Rogers throws a TD to Lazard, probably from about the 25. So we finally get some points inside the 30, 30 yard line. Um, and then they fail to get the two point conversion. Uh, it was an attempt on like a like a Z out or something to Lazard goes in cuts right to the pylon didn't even complete the pass so we're down I think we're down eight six at that point um, next drive pack the Lions walk down score another touchdown they kick a field goal they go up sixteen no must not have been sixteen yet must have been fifteen yeah fifteen yeah yeah because that's where they get to right is fifteen yeah so they go up. Uh, 15 to six Packers drive down to the Detroit seven and then they settle for a field goal. So 15 to nine uh, Packers get a stop and drive down to the Detroit 17 where it's first and first and 10 at the 17. Um, and then there's 55 seconds left and they fail to get even one yard on four straight pass plays. And that was the game. Like, that ended up being it. They just didn't. I said in the podcast on Thursday that you have to finish your drives, right? So 
You can drive down there all you want. If you can't put it in the end zone or kick field goals, I don't care. If you kick field goals, we probably win this game. If you kick field goals every time, if you can, I shouldn't say that. If you can kick a field goal every time you get inside the 25 against this team, we would have had another 12 points, 12 extra points on that, right? So we are on the 17, get no points. We're on the seven, get a field goal. Um, We're on the 23, get nothing because we throw a pick. Um, And then the first two drives, we're on like the one yard line. Yeah. And so one of them, so the first interception, I want to say came on a first down, but the Bakhtiari one was that I, there was a weird fourth down that we went for it down there. I think it ended up getting intercepted, but it, it was kind of like that point in the game. And sure. This is Monday, well, Monday night quarterback, I guess. No, so I didn't, but I didn't hate any of the calls at the time. I'm just saying if we kick them, we're in better shape. No, even if we're up six, nothing, right. So we're up six, nothing that changes the way Detroit has to play too. Yeah. And I definitely was saying, just kick the damn ball. Like we, we do not have this figured out. I will say I did like that. Like I've been calling for all year. Cause we've been just stalling out drives inside the 20 constantly that they threw that wrinkle, like tried to do a little bit of a trick play to Bakhtiari. Yep. But like you said, Rogers just, shit the bet on the throw he has his worst game i remember seeing in a long ass time well he's never thrown two red zone picks never yeah according to the broadcast i guess i should say but i would imagine that's correct never done it and i think it's his first game with three picks since like 2016 or something they were saying in the broadcast as well so yeah just an all-around um I mean, you the defense was playing great in the first half. You said you thought the offense was playing great in the first half. So you drive down great. to the yeah. – they were effective enough. I mean, you drive down to the one, you just have to finish, right? So inside the 98 yards, you were just fine, right? It was that last yard that you couldn't fucking do anything with. And then I think in the second half of that game – Injuries played a real part in that, that I think that it was a big deal that a guy like Dobbs goes out. Um, Our defense probably gets a little bit worse when Stokes goes out, just because you have to replace him with somebody who doesn't see as many reps. Bakhtiari comes off the line and you're shuffling Zach Tom around from guard to tackle. Um, Your uh, Rashawn Gary goes out late. Uh, Aaron Jones is out for, I would say the majority of the second half and maybe not quite that long, maybe majority of the fourth quarter that affects a drive like that, that you can't, if you take your best offensive like weapon, so not maybe your best offensive player, I think that's Aaron Rodgers, but your best offensive weapon off the field, that's got to hurt your offense a little bit at the very least. You don't just like start rolling when Jones goes out of the game and Dylan did not look effective today on Sunday. He looked, he hasn't all year long. Like it's like a 
different runner. Like he used to be that guy that like, even if it was a one yard run, like it didn't look like it was pleasant to tackle him. But yep. now it just kind of looks like he's like people bottle him up. Like a guy will grab him low, a guy will grab him high and he'll just tip over. Like, I don't know if we need yep. to find a better way to get him the ball. Cause I mean, I, I don't think he's incapable of running that uh, sweep that we do with Jones, that Jones tends to take for like five yards every time he gets. Um, right. But, but yeah, running Jones up or running Dylan up the middle, man, he does not look nearly as hard to tackle as he did in, did last year. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I think Dylan outcarried Jones again, but that may be due to the late injury for Jones, you know, and I don't know, Dylan, Dylan didn't impress me on Sunday. And I was borderline thinking that Dylan was going to be more effective than Jones this year. And that like at the beginning of the season, I was right there. I thought they'd be one, a one B and that is not the case. Jones is definitely one a. Oh Yeah. I think it was last one. Year. He's one and Dylan's two. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, going into last year's season, the, the AJ Dylan hype train quadzilla shit was on full display. And yep. I think if you look at last year, like Aaron Jones was just the more effective guy and yep. it's just never, never tilted back, but I, I'm pretty sure it was most of the experts and fantasy guys were saying Dylan's going to be the better back to have on your team two years ago. Coming into this year, I think people were like, ah, no, the way Aaron Jones catches the ball. um, Right. And and makes things happen. Cause he's got vision to just a really, really good running back, but he, I would agree. Yep. Definitely. Um, I do think I'm going to start apologizing for Rogers a little bit here. Um, And I don't want to apologize too much because I think this is his fault that um, we're losing these games, but I think he's more injured than he's given himself credit for and the coaching staff's giving him credit for it. Right. So he can still throw a ball, but he can't do the things that he thinks he can do with the ball anymore. And that's a problem. He might be able to do it, you know, three times a game, but he used to do it 15 times a game. Uh, like those shots to Tory that uh, Turi, Tory, whatever it is that Ture. he missed, Toure, yes, that he's missed uh, last week and this week. Those were never misses. He yeah. never missed that ball. Like those are balls that like they were too easy for him to throw, and now he's missing them short consistently. Um. And I think he was throwing that pass very effectively early in the season too. And we have a lot of guys dropping that pass, right? Um, the Rogers like deep bomb two weeks ago, not again, not against um, Buffalo. I don't think where Rogers drops that uh, Amari Rogers drops it. Like that's one of the three that he gets right. And then the wide receiver drops it. But if you do that right 15 times, they're probably only still going to drop the drop them four times, right? And everything's fine and dandy. I just yeah. don't think he can make that throw consistently anymore because of his thumb. Yeah, 
he he's a tough dude too. Like I, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. But you're right, and even the one to uh, Amari deep, well, like he's put that in a better place for That's for a true. guy yep. before um, when he hit Toure versus Buffalo. I mean, that was like wide ass open. Like yep. for all we know, you know, he could have threw that one short, and it just didn't yep. matter. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, oh, I wouldn't say like inexcusable. It's not like the easiest throw to make or anything, but if he just puts like one more foot of air on that ball, it's like a pretty easy touchdown for two. I mean, feels like it anyway. Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe he drops. It's not like an easy, easy catch, but it's, it's an NFL consistent catch like i think an nfl player gets that ball catches it 85 percent of the time like if, if not it gets, more it, right. yeah if, if, it, not if more. it gets over that defender yeah and so i think aaron Rodgers has to some extent downplayed his thumb injury both to himself and to the team the doctors because he can still make probably 90 percent of the throws but they're just there it doesn't have the quite the same zip and it doesn't go quite as far as it normally would. And I don't know like if playing love right from the start of that injury, right? So from the Giants game would be beneficial if you would be back in the next four or five weeks, if you actually rested it and did the right stuff. We could have still ended up in the same position pretty easily, I think. Yeah. And however, I think looking at it, I think everybody's shitting on him that is like his career is gone. I think if his thumb is healed, he goes back to basically what he was at the beginning of the season and what he was at the end of last year, right? Which is an elite level quarterback. And I think right now he's not that because he can't put the same accuracy and he can't put the same like power behind the ball. Yeah. And I feel like people are like so quick to like, yeah, go, go after him and shit. And I I just don't know, like if those people are watching the game and I mean, we, we watch the game, I think with like softer eyes, I guess, than most people, but, but yeah, even if you look at this game, like this was the first game where I was like, Rogers had, a really bad game, uh, in, yeah. in my opinion. And yeah, he did. But other than that, though, it it's like little things. It's it's you know not knowing how much you need to give to Bakhtiari on that one, underthrowing Toure by a little bit, and then throwing that ball, hitting the guy's helmet and bouncing up in the air. So yeah, I guess I'm I'm on your side, like where I'm a big time Rogers apologist. But I I'm still not concerned that Rogers has lost anything. Like I would still hope he comes back next year. I'm just curious what is gonna happen with this whole team because what has happened this year is fairly unacceptable and it needs to go on someone's plate, whether it's uh Goonkoost, uh 
LaFleur, Barry, someone. And I, I was getting on Barry for not getting enough heat, which he, I mean, the defense didn't get a sack this game, so that's still true. But the defense played pretty damn well the whole game front to like, back. And like they played said, for the most of the season, they're holding our standard, right? Keep them under 23 and a half for yeah, most so, of the season. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know where we shift the blame is if it's I, and I think it is, you know, we just didn't go out and get anybody Rogers, anybody on offense. And it's just been happening for so long that it's almost inexcusable. I, I think it's inexcusable at this point is. But it's I been think, happening for like really like 20 years that they yeah. haven't been going out and getting a splash target. Like it's not even just the Rogers era. It's the end of the Favre era, too. Yeah, because, yeah, Favre was pissed about, yeah, not. Moss, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's time for a change in something. And to be aware that, yes, Rodgers has been magical and he's had, he's made things work when he hasn't been given the best pieces. Uh, But. That time's over, and I like, don't even. I still think he's top five quarterback, and he does better than most quarterbacks with like the talent that he's given in this one. But if you want to win a Super Bowl, man, you need to go out and get somebody that's played in this league before, or you need to go out and get somebody in the first round that can make a difference. Uh, like Jefferson has done or like Jamar Chase has done. Not that we've been in the position to drop like those two guys, but, but you got to start swinging for something. So I made it, maybe it was, maybe we talked about it on here, but like, do you feel differently about our wide receiving core? If they had drafted for, instead of giving up a, uh, two of the second round picks for Watson. Would you feel differently if they went out and drafted whoever at what was it? 21, 20 or 21 wide receiver, another wide receiver at 27 or whatever, 28, wherever we were at. And then two more at 55 and 60. And it just been like, we're loading up on young wide receivers. We're going to see which one hits and which one doesn't like, would you feel differently about the wide receiving room? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I probably not actually. I, I don't think so. So I don't think this year was necessarily the year that we needed to do it in the draft. Like I think we got a pretty good deal in getting Watson where we got Watson. And I still think Watson's gonna be a really good I think receiver. he'll be okay. Depending on the concussions, like if this ends his career, like you get one or two more this season, you're kind of fucked. Dude, he just gets fucking smoked every time he gets the ball. Like it's like that hit. I was like, oh shit, man. He gets hit hard. Like it kind of does look. I mean, it's it's unfortunate and it's like bad luck, I think, mostly, but it does look like he needs to pack on like a little weight if he's gonna be trying to catch balls in the middle of the field because. Like when he gets hit, like his feet come out from under him 
and he just he doesn't go down soft <laughs> like right right there's ever. guys that like you can never hit hard and he seems like a guy that they hit hard every time yeah 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 so uh, i mean what were there like six wide receivers that went off the board before we even got an opportunity to pick anybody this year in the draft it was a bunch of them right and so i don't know that i would feel better about our maybe i'd feel better like for next year yeah. but i don't know if we feel better inside this year if we had drafted a bunch of wide receivers either so no maybe you package those four together and just get two like elite ones maybe that would have made it made a difference go get aj brown and terry mclaurin or something but they weren't going to do that either no i i think the ship kind of sailed like i think i think the mistake is like i i hate to say it because i hope love could turn out to be something but i think, I think that i think that's like if, if you're going to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, I guess it kind of lit a fire under his ass. But I don't know. I think I think that pick was a mistake uh, looking at it right now. Yeah, so quite possibly could have been, right? So Because, like, this is when we could start looking at a quarterback for or right, but last. If that, but if that talent level doesn't exist – in the late twenties, you can't get him or early twenties, right? So Rogers last to 24, which is an anomaly for a quarterback for the second quarterback in the, in the draft. And then, uh, love who a guy, they were obviously like enamored with last to, I don't know, 22, I think is where we picked him. Like if you're not like, thinking that guy's going to be the next thing you there's almost no way you take him there yeah because you can just wait you can move back you can wait you can take somebody else and take try to take him with your second round pick you don't have to make pull the trigger there all right let's let's close this up so what what do you think going forward like what is your faith level in this team so uh, my faith level in them getting boatloads of win is is not there, right? So I think we'll be lucky to hit seven wins. And yeah, so we have eight games left. We'll be lucky to go 500 on the way out. Um, I'd be I'd be pretty excited if we hit 500 or we got over 500 and we made it to nine and eight somehow, right? I'd be I'd be absolutely ecstatic with that. Um, I don't want to see them lose games. It bothers me to watch them lose games. I will more than likely sit and watch every game. I'll be tracking. If so, if I'm sitting in my deer stand, I will be tracking the game on my on my phone. Like it's not. I won't, won't be watching it. Right. So I I don't have the money to just stream stuff out in the middle of the woods. But um, I will be figuring like tracking how the game's going. Like every three minutes I'll be refreshing it or whatever it is. Um, and I don't want to see them lose. I don't want to see us have the fifth overall draft pick again. Like we did when we got AJ Hawk. I love the fact that we drafted AJ Hawk with the fifth overall pick, but I hate if we ever end up there. I think the 
I want to be the Packer team that like never is there. Right. Um, I think Mike Tomlin has a pretty good line that he said to chase young. And it was something along the lines like, Oh man, I hope I'm never bad enough to pick a guy that looks like you. Right. So the guy that is just a physical specimen can dominate all over the field. Right. Like, yeah. Would it be nice to have those players, the one, two, three overall picks? Sure would. Right. But I'd rather be rooting for a team that wins and not rooting for a team that tanks for five years and then barely makes the playoffs and then has a glimmer of hope and then is gone for another five years. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather have a winning team. Yeah, that's yeah. I I don't know where to go. I think, I think something needs to change, whether it be in the front office or in the coaching staff. Uh, I don't know if you do it mid season, but I don't think you can roll this team back out at it next year. So I guess my expectations for the rest of the year is like, I hope we just start to figure out shit and we narrow down the weak links and, and get stuff fixed. But breaking news that we did miss. Um, I don't know where we're going to throw it in because our hot in the streets isn't in this one, but Jeff Saturday is now the coach of the Colts. Um, yeah, uh, who is a former Packer that got voted to the Pro Bowl and benched in the same season? Yeah, so it was weird because so after the Packer game, I was a little, uh, little down, and I was like, I, I don't even think I, I care to watch football for the rest of the day. So like, uh, I, just, I we did just not threw- watch much football. Maybe some of the Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah. So. That was the we were just, I watched a little of that. Yeah. Yeah. We were just like, ah, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> well, Frank gets fired and then they bring in Jeff Saturday. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll touch that more on hot in the streets. But I, I just thought that was crazy because I was watching them say that they, they fired. Uh, how do you say it? Frank Reich. Reich. Yeah. Uh, so fire Reich, and then they just kept playing clips of uh, Jeff Saturday, like blocking. And I was like, "What? Did they just forget to like queue up something?" Like I thought it was like because Jeff Saturday's normally on the show that would announce that news. So yeah, yep. and then like yeah. I thought it was I, pretty weird. I was like Saturday, like that doesn't make sense because as far as I can tell, he doesn't coach. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. We'll touch that more with Hot and Street. Mike, I want to see you get us through the week nine recap faster than we've ever got through the week nine recap. Oh, all right. Fastest recap in, in history, in the history of the show. Maybe not in the, in history. All right. So Thursday night Eagles minus 14 of the Texans Uh, Eagles win 29 to 17 Texans cover Texans play the Eagles tight, but the outcome is what we kind of expected. Um, Eagles win in the end, but Texans played well. Um, Chargers minus three at the Falcons. The Chargers win 20 to 17. I lose my double dog. Uh, Pat gets a push here, which I think I screwed up in scoring this this stuff, but that's he'll have to correct us here at the end of this. Um, Falcons hold a lead in this the majority of the game. Uh, Chargers come back and kick a field goal in the final seconds to get the win. 
Dolphins minus five at the Bears. The Dolphins win 35 to 32. Uh, Justin Fields sets a record by for rush yards by a quarterback in this game. I think it's 178, which is pretty impressive. Um, the Ravens real or the Dolphins really led this game by about 11 throughout the whole thing. It would go like 11 to four, 11 to four, like the whole time. And then um, basically a backdoor cover by the bears is kind of the way I saw it. Uh, Dolphins were never in serious jeopardy of losing this game. I did see somebody tweet out that there was a shit call or something like that, but he was a bears fan. So I don't take it seriously. Um, Panthers at Bengals. Bengals were minus seven. The Bengals win this one 42 to 21. We both cover. Uh, Bengals basically boat race the Panthers, which is something they needed to do. The Bengals needed to do in order to kind of feel like they have a decent season going forward. And Joe Mixon scores five TDs. So we can give that man a BJ for sure. Give He's get, that he gets a best job. A BJ. Yep. Um, Colts at Patriots. Patriots are minus five and a half. The Patriots stomp them 26 to three. They get nine sacks on Ellinger. uh, So the defense kind of runs this one and the Colts fire Frank Reich, just like Pat's talking about. So Bills minus 12 and a half at the Jets. The Jets win this one 20 to 17. They stun the Bills. Um, They get to Allen's and force some mistakes and just uh, slide out of New Jersey with a win. Uh, Vikings are three and a half at the commanders. Um, Vikings win 20 to 17, uh, squeak one out in a comeback win versus the commanders. Uh, commanders were beating them most of the game and the Vikings, you know, have done what the Vikings done all season and just found a way to win. They've been much better at finding ways to victory Raiders minus one and a half at the Jaguars Raiders go up 17, uh, uh, the Jaguars win this one 27 to 20. Pat hits his double dog. The Raiders go up 17 to 0 at the beginning of this game and end up losing 27 to 20 to the Jags. So just shit the bed late. They got to figure out they should have kept Rich, Rich Bisaccia and they would be winning these games instead of losing these games. Um, like Seahawks, the Seahawks at Cardinals. The Cardinals were minus two in this one. Um, we both said that we were starting to trust the Seahawks. We thought they were a good team, picked against them anyway, and the Seahawks come away with their fourth straight win. Uh, Cardinals are struggling. Seahawks are dominating. Looks like the Seahawks are going to win the NFC West, and I'm here for it. I'm loving that because I don't like any teams in the NFC West. None of them. Yeah, I think I'm off the Cardinals after this week. All right. Uh, so next one we got is the Rams at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are minus three. The Buccaneers uh, push here, and I think I gave us a win. Um, Brady leads a game-winning drive to give the Bucs the first win in their last four, so they uh, are one and one and three in their last four. Brady sounds like Brady got a call late in that game that kind of allowed the drive to keep going, but Brady does what Brady does, gets the calls, and gets the wins. That's just what he does. So, yeah, that pass interference didn't look that egregious to me. I've seen Brady get worse calls than that. Okay, fair enough. There we go. I yeah. didn't see what the call was, but I knew that he was getting a call. So, Titans at Chiefs. Um, 
Chiefs were minus 12 and a half. The Chiefs get the win 20 to 17. Um, Henry, uh, Derek Henry is very, like a very dominant runner. Uh, Malik Willis and the Tennessee defense played really well right up until the end. It sounds like when the Chiefs kind of snuck, snuck away with one late again, like they figured out a way to win while the Titans figured out a way to lose. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds. I only made it through the third quarter on that one, but yeah, Henry had like 160 yards or some shit in the first half, and then they just stopped giving the ball for some reason. And yeah, Chiefs pulled that one off in OT, right. but they they keep doing it. Uh, last game we have here is the Ravens at the Saints. Uh, this might help us both out. We both took the Ravens uh, minus two and a half. In New Orleans, and currently the Ravens are winning 17 to 6 in New Orleans. So for Mike and my sake, we hope that game holds strong. Um, and that's what we got. So you you tampered with this. I did not lose as much money as you this week. Sure I did. So the Buccaneers is a push. So we, uh, so maybe you're four and eight, and I'm. Yeah, you didn't win nothing, man. And then you, I didn't do you the, lost I didn't... your double dog, and I won my double dog. Yeah, but I got an extra win on you. Oh, all right. So whatever. I had the Jets and the Texans, and then the one that you had that I didn't was the Jags, and I got yeah. the Titans too. I think I got more wins here. I don't know. Getting, I'll have to go back and look at it. But anyway, we're both we were both down money this week. We're both down money on the season. We might have to start fading ourselves. All right. So rolling into Thursday night thunder. All right. Who do we got on Thursday night thunder here, Pat? Falcons you know? at the Panthers and Atlanta is minus three in Carolina and I'm going with Atlanta. I'm... Yep. Nope. I'm going with the Panthers. I think they figure out some stupid way to win this game and I don't know how or why <laughs> you just faded yourself. That was smart. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I didn't fade myself. But that's that might be the problem. All right. So I have Atlanta. Mike has Carolina. And that will do it for our show. So remember when our picks come out next week, fade the living shit out of us because I am down. Whatever. We'll do more of the math, but at least 2,260 bing bongs. Mike's down at least a thousand bing bongs. Um, But as always, thanks for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. Uh, We're going to keep, keep pumping them out. And keep getting better. So get ready for it. Yep. And if you're doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, even the Packers, if you're doubting the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Yeah, Go we'll on. win a Super Bowl in the next 20 years, boys. We're, We're winning one there. this year. Damn it. <laughs> there we go. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.